Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this is the moment of truth. Reparations is a big issue and getting bigger every day. It's not going away. California has been forced to have to actually table the issue, and it hasn't been allowed to die a natural death. And due to the direct and persistent efforts of the black grassroots, shout out to Brother Tariq, that task force has been kept on track, despite numerous attempts by certain interested parties to try to go another way. Well, the white media, seeing that this whole thing isn't going to just vanish or evaporate, it's not going to disappear down the memory hole, they've decided that it's time for them to go ahead and start putting their thumb on the scales, can't they? Talk about the right tool for the right job. They brought in the Aryan propagandist, otherwise known as AP, to go ahead and sell the soap. Having failed to derail or otherwise bury the issue of reparations and seeing that black folks this generation are not letting it go, the white media has gone back to what I told you was going to be their fallback position, which is redefine reparations. And that's what the white media is going to be using its media monopoly to do, to just blast everywhere, carbon bomb everybody with lies that, well, reparations is anything at all. Now, the AP article talking about the California task force lists the five harms experienced by black people. Of course, we all know it's a lot more than just five, but still. The five harms being government taking of property, devaluation of black owned businesses, housing discrimination and homelessness, mass incarceration and over policing, and health. Now, of course, there's absolutely nothing wrong with listing those five things. Those are legitimate harms that black people experience constantly. But the white media is not here to address those things. The white media is here to do a bait and switch. See, the article two paragraphs after this says, the task force must determine when each harm began and ended. When the harm began and ended. Now that right there is the white media trying to use some Jedi mind trick. Telling you, well, the harms against you, they did come to an end, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess they did. No, they didn't. There's not a dang one of these things that has not been going on for 500 years and that we are not suffering all the way to the present. None of this stuff ended. The article also says the task force must determine who should be eligible for monetary compensation in those areas. For example, the group could choose to limit cash compensation to people incarcerated between 1970, when more people started being in prison for drug-related crimes, to the present. Look at the wording. The group could choose to limit cash compensation to people incarcerated between 1970 and the present. And it tries to limit the whole topic of the turbocharging of the prison industrial complex against black people to the 1970s. As if that's when the racial targeting of black people for incarceration began. It's as if the chain gangs hadn't existed over in the offices of the Associated Press. They're pushing that line hard. Well, this is about the drug war, you see. It's about the drug war. I mean, I mean, there was a beginning and an end to it, don't you know? I mean, it wasn't really that long. It really wasn't that long. It's like Noam Chomsky said in his lecture about the manufacture of consent. The primary tool that the white media uses to control the public mind is the bounding of debate to try to set up from the outset certain predetermined limits to how far the conversation should go. So when it comes to talk about reparations, the AP saying, well, we should only limit it from 1970 to the present. They're going to set up artificial limits. They're going to set up artificial boundaries. So if you talk about what's gone on before 1970, well, uh, you know, that, that's really that's really going a little bit too far. I mean, that's really, uh, the mass incarceration didn't begin until the 70s. That's a damn lie. But that's also part of the white media's job. 
their job is to try to give the talking points to the dominant society, everybody outside of the black community. That's what this is about. Here's the talking points, everybody. We're giving out the talking points. Talking points going to be the, well, you can't really talk about the incarceration of black people as a group outside of, say, 1970. I mean, 1970 was when it began. This to set up an artificial phony timeline to limit the damage that was done to us so that they can also limit how much we take out of their behinds. The Aryan propagandist piece also writes, Earlier this year, the committee made the controversial decision to limit reparations to descendants of black people in the United States as of the 19th century, either as freed or enslaved people. Now, isn't that interesting? Before now, this same white media pretended not to know who would qualify for reparations, and they acted like there was no way to know who does, and that nobody had specified who, when in reality it was just white noise or rhetorical smokescreen to try to muddy the waters. The white media also complained that if reparations were paid, it would be an unimaginably huge sum and that America simply can't afford it, so we shouldn't be talking about it, etc., etc. But now, after decades of the white media talking about how reparations would just be too much money and can't figure out who would qualify as or who it applies to, etc., now you got the Associated Press saying that limiting reparations only to those whose ancestry goes back to the killing fields of the American South, well, that's controversial. Well, gee, shouldn't that be sensible, you would think? Why? Restricting the number of people, making it where not just any black person can apply for it. Shouldn't that be sensible? Shouldn't that be moderate? Isn't that the word they should be using? This is, should be a moderate view of reparations. Why? They're not just saying that any old black person from anywhere on the planet should qualify. Why? They're saying limit it. It should be called a moderate measure. They should be saying that it's a moderate one, but they're not. They're saying it's controversial, and they can't even tell you what makes it controversial. Look at the paragraph for yourself. They just say it's controversial, and then they run off like a juvenile delinquent who throws a rock and hides their hands. Yeah, it's controversial. We just can't tell you why. Now, you would think that the white media, above all others, would be just so glad that the people who are demanding reparations are also being very circumspect about who it should apply to. And that you can't just apply it to anyone simply because they're black. You have to have come out of a specific historical experience. But they're not glad about it. They're actually upset about it. Because white power spent a long time and a lot of money setting up the American racial paradigm. And a number of individuals who have played along with it have been classified as black. So now that you've got the former slaves who are stepping forward and saying, we're going to be upsetting this order altogether, you got the white media leading the charge to go, oh, we can't let that happen. They want to say that anyone and everyone should be able to qualify. That way they can shoehorn in a whole bunch of tethers and also a bunch of people who previously identified as white who will suddenly begin claiming that they had a great-great-great-great-grandfather on their mother's side who was black and that this alleged black ancestor, though they never spent a day in bondage, they were black and that's good enough, so give them some money. It's going to be the $5 Indian hustle, only now it's going to be the $5 Negro hustle. And the white media wants to make sure that they lay the groundwork for that. But it was what the AP wrote next that was the topper for me. They commented that Boston City Council has formed a reparations task force. Now, one of the things I've been warning you about from the jump is that these white supremacists would be on a jihad to redefine what counts as reparations. And that they would make sure that whatever that definition is, it isn't going to be cash. This AP article made a big deal of pointing out that Evanston, Illinois has already instituted a reparations program. They've already begun giving reparations. That's a damn lie. 
we see what Evanston, Illinois has been doing, and they haven't been paying reparations at all. Even the white media is forced to admit that Evanston's so-called reparations plan has no cash payments, and it's not even linked to slavery. Reparations is all about one thing and one thing only, slavery in the United States. And yet you got Evanston saying, hey, we got a reparations plan, but it doesn't have anything to do with slavery at all. Oh, and uh, there's not going to be any cash payments, mind you. Their idea of reparations, a measly $25,000 so-called grant. That's actually nothing more than a housing voucher. Now, they don't call it a housing voucher, but that's exactly what it is. Because you're not allowed to deposit it. You can't keep the money. Instead, this voucher, that's what I'm calling it because that's what it is. It's only good if you're going to use it for house repairs, to put a down payment on a house, or to pay for a mortgage. And predictably, the result, which was the entire point, was to make sure that the pool of eligible applicants would be practically non-existent. It's limited only to residents who lived in Evanston before 1969. Only about 120 <coughs> people applied in the first so-called round. And out of that 120, looks like only about 16 of them were randomly chosen to receive a voucher. That ain't no dang payout. They just put condition after condition after condition on it. And you got the white media claiming that this is reparations that have been given out. Yeah, because this is the kind of reparations they approve of. None whatsoever. That's not reparations at all. That's a scam. Because black people never get to realize the income. They never actually get to have any money. All they get is a voucher that can only be used at a hardware store or a home improvement store, which will be owned by white people. Or they can use it to make a payment on a mortgage that will be held by a white lender. Or they can make a down payment with a banker mortgage lender, which will be white. This is a windfall for white corporations. And how many of those white politicians in Evanston who came up with this scam are in the real estate business themselves? How many of their family members or friends are? This is money for them and their relatives and pals. Reparations are about repairing the economic damage done to black people who came out of slavery in this country. And a tiny housing voucher doesn't repair anything. This is an insult that Evanston's doing, but that's exactly the point that was meant to be. Evanston has a track record of racism as putrid as the day is long. This is exactly the kind of sick racist joke that they would get a kick out of. So that's the reason why they pulled this mess. But the white media, they're going to play along with it and pretend, oh, this is a real effort. Reparate? Why look what Evanston is doing? Their reparations got paid. And, of course, they'll ignore all the black people saying this isn't reparations at all. The white media will not report that, hey, this isn't reparations. Black people didn't ask for that. And just look at this isn't reparations. What kind of reparations is this? They're not going to do that because the white media's job is to maintain the status quo, not to challenge it. But the scumbags have the nerve to say that Evanston is paying its black residents. Black residents ain't getting one thin dime. But that's the entire point. The white media's job is to maintain the racist status quo through lies. Because when the U.S. paid reparations to Japanese Americans who were interned for a couple of years, the U.S. didn't give them a housing voucher. It gave them cash. The Jews have gotten cash from the German government. The Red Indians in the United States have gotten the works. In every single scenario where these groups have been paid for reparations, there's cash that has always changed hands. That is, until they get to us. They get to us and all of a sudden, we're supposed to settle for, well, whatever. No chance.
This is why we have to push back hard whenever these bootlicks call themselves getting in front of the white media or going to some publication and saying, why money for the HBCUs? That should count as reparations. That's the white media line. That's the propaganda. Why, look, these Negroes are getting paid reparations, see? And the white supremacists in the society will take that talking point that the white media hands them, and they'll claim, well, look at these Negroes are getting this undeserved, uh, these housing vouchers, it's undeserved. They'll just go ahead and go along with it as if black people were getting paid the lot or something. And the white media will never point out that no black person has gotten one thin dime out of these reparations, and that it's all going straight to white companies. Nobody will point that out. It's like a bad comedy movie. White power is going to give itself a gift and then turn around and claim that they gave you something. If you're a black person wanting to start a business, you can't use a housing voucher for that. Most black people in Illinois don't own their home. And for the young black folks, they can't even get one. And considering housing prices, $25,000 is a joke and not a funny one. By the way, on a side note, in the article talking about Boston's reparation task force, the Associated Press mentioned a scheme in Providence, Rhode Island, where that city's mayor proposed using federal money for what he called reparations. And what is the mayor of Providence's idea of reparations? Financial literacy and home ownership, workforce training, small business development, and other programs recently recommended by the city's reparations commission. Again, watch out for the trick bag language. Financial literacy, what does that mean? That means they're going to be paying some white consultants to come to your local library and tell you you need to save more money or you can invest it with them. Workforce training, well, we all know what that means. You'll take a course, which the government's going to be having some white company administer so that you can go work for another white company. Small business development, that's a phrase that's so vague it can mean anything at all. Or it can mean absolutely nothing. But what it won't mean is money in your hands. By the way, the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, is a white Latino named Jorge Alorza. And yes, he's a Democrat. We get closer and closer to the threat of real reparations actually being paid. The white media is going to be stepping up its efforts to try to redefine reparations as anything at all other than cash. And it's going to go from simply them saying this to basically being, well, you need to settle for something other than that because that would be the right thing to do. You're obligated to take something other than cash in your hands. I warned you. A lot of us have warned you this is what they would do because they have to try to derail this somehow. They're testing our resolve to see if we stick to our guns or if we'll either give up or even worse than that, we'll let them go ahead and dictate to us what reparations is. Well, we haven't been paid reparations until we say they've been paid. And reparations is not a housing voucher, not even a large one. This racist country owes us a hell of a lot more than that, and they owe it in cash. We will decide how our reparations are to be spent. What we won't have are the very racist white politicians who have used their position to persecute us, telling us what reparations are and how much it's going to be. They're not paying black people anything. When you get paid, you keep the payment. This is something that black people will never get the chance to even touch if we let the white media tell us what reparations are. What Evanston is doing is not reparations. What Providence is proposing is not reparations. The fight is on to ensure that reparations doesn't happen because we've lost our fear of being unpopular with any of these other groups. And we're starting to do a whole lot of talking back and pushing back. And we're demanding things specifically for us and we're making it clear that no, these other groups are not to be included. So they know that discouraging us or shaming us isn't going to work. 
telling us lies about, well, Uncle Sam, he ain't good for the money anymore. That's not going to work. So now they've resorted to this plan B. Okay, if we can't get you guys to give up on reparations, we're going to try to redefine what reparations are. A phony scheme to transfer money from one white interested party to the hands of another white interested party and claim that because a black person's name was on a voucher list somewhere, that's reparations. You know, white GIs got benefits when they came back from both of the world wars. And especially the ones who came back from World War II, they got taken care of nicely. They got their education paid for in full with the GI Bill. And they got housing loans that were extremely low rates. The government basically buying them houses, what that was. And what they didn't get, however, was redlined or discriminated against in housing, education, or employment, mainly because it was a whole lot of these white GIs coming back, them and their relatives and family members and friends, they were the ones doing the discriminating. So we see the white media realizing black people will not be shamed out of exercising the essential selfishness of survival. Thank you very much, Dr. John Henry Clark. The California task force has been kept on track by the black grassroots, but never let anyone tell you that anything other than cash payments counts as reparations. Not housing vouchers or educational vouchers or student loan relief, none of that's reparations. One thing and one thing only counts as reparations, and that's cutting the check. And that check must be cut directly to us and put in our hands. Reparations means cash in our hands. When they enslaved us, it wasn't to get a housing voucher. These white supremacists, they didn't say, we're going to enslave these black folks so we can get a housing voucher. They didn't say, we're going to enslave these black people so we can get some workforce training for ourselves. We're going to enslave these black people so we can get some educational assistance. No. They did it so that they could line their own pockets with the wealth that we created. Well, now the rent is due with interest. We're here for real reparations. And we're not accepting any substitute. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Kenneth Presha, Wesley Monroe, Sean, Keith B., and Shantae Thompson. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. So, so many raised their voices to call for her return. The Free BG movement that included WNBA, LGBTQ community around the world, and millions of fans. Says Kira Johnson, executive director of the National LGBT Task Force. Number 42, Griner's jersey, has been hanging on my wall as a daily reminder of violence and discrimination. Black people, LGBT folks, and women regularly endure in this country and around the world. Oh, Lord, stop. Lord, stop. So they're trying to already gender divide this thing. I told y'all they were going to do that. They're going to try to make this into an LGBT win. The LGBT community, they weren't really moving the needle on this, man. We were calling this out in real time. Got right on schedule. These white run, this is white run, just because they got a black face on it don't mean anything. Family, these white run LGBT organizations were not making no noise like that. They were not making noise. And they they weren't, and, and saying that it was black women, it was black women in the black community, black women and black men were calling for that sister to, to be brought home. If you look at this picture, they got, they got the Democratic shields. 
They got um, Angela Rye, um, Patrice. Uh, I see the Black Lives Matter. Listen, I'm begging this um, shit. Always that? begging this shit. Why am I having a brain fart with everybody's name on here? I'm having a brain fart with all of these people's names on here. What's the the, the Chucky looking woman? What is her name? I'm having a brain fart right now. Name these people on here. Like I'm, I'm having a brain fart with all these names. I know Natasha Brown is on here. I'm gonna get on her in a minute. All of the, all of um, Joy Reed is here. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy Reed, yeah, I see her. Why am I not thinking this woman's name? I'm not having a brain fart. Jamel Hill. Thank you. I, I could not think of Jamel Hill's name. I'm having a, uh, a, a Manny Blockage. Tell us. It's Jamel Hill. I didn't think of her name for some choice. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Jamel Hill, Joy Reid. So they got all of them. Acting like they really pushed the needle. Hey, we're not pushing the needle, man. Let's just keep it a buck. And look at the article here. Let's look at this article here. Written by Shar Adams. We're going to get on her in a minute. So we go down here. They're, start, they're talking about, all right, look at this. Because they keep pushing the LGBT thing. Brian's case has renewed conversations about the vulnerability of black women in America, especially black queer women. Oh, God. They, they keep tying that LGBT thing in it. Monica Simpson, executive director, director of Sister Song, highlighted this vulnerability of black women's collective power in a statement to NBC News. We're overjoyed that Ricky Griner is headed home after nine months of leaving the family. This is a huge moment, and we must acknowledge and celebrate black, queer, trans women and many communities that are pushed to the margins by the system ruling of white supremacy and patriarchy uh, are constantly navigating violence, unjust criminal, criminalization, and threats to our human rights. Oh, God, this is Shar Adams who wrote this stuff. This is Shar Adams. All right. Okay. Lord. And they go with that gender divide nonsense. And by the way, the Shar Adams lady, this is one of her tweets right here. This is the woman who wrote the article. Right, I know it. It's got to be a white zaddy with lots of money. So she's on Twitter literally talking about getting white zaddies. So this just gives you an idea of her mindset, guys. This gives you an, an idea of her mindset right here. Y'all, when we talk about that zaddy worship, we're not making it up. We're not exaggerating. This is how these folks talk among each other. That zaddy worship and nonsense. So they wrote this this garbage article trying to rewrite the narrative, trying to create a gender divide. And the reality is this, ladies and gentlemen. It was black men and women. See, we got to not let the dominant society push gender divides among us. Black men and black women, we stand together. It was so many prominent black men standing up for this system. We're not going to let that go by the wayside. We're not going to let them lie. We're not going to let them do that. You had phenomenal black men and black women. You had Roy Jones. 
who is a Russian citizen, by the way, guys. Roy Jones is a Russian citizen, Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones, a dual citizen of the U.S. and Russia, he's been corresponding with a friend who he describes as a right-hand man for the office of Russian, born over there. Russian President Vladimir Putin to finally get grinded back on U.S. soil. So Roy Jones was making noise about it. Who else, man? So many other a lot of black men. You have, no, LeBron James. We need to come together and do whatever we can possibly agree with me, grind it back home quickly and safely. Yeah, we're not going to play this game where black men are being ignored and we were doing this as a community. Prominent black men were making noise. Also, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was like, hell, I'll travel over there to go get her. We can't have you black men go over there and do all of that work. No, 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 no. I so many black men say that he can go because you know that brothers from the Celtics. Yeah. Marcus Parker from the Celtics wearing a we are Britney Griner shirts. Brothers were making it known, man. It was a lot of brothers putting in work to support that system. Look at here, where where's this? Steph Curry. Hold on, look at this. He doing good. He's keeping his ass out of the line like because his wife's a hoe. No, they they got a divorce in it. Look that up. Look, look, look that up. No, they try to make him the face of FTX. Oh, Steph Curry, because he he did shit too. I don't think he should support that. Uh, I don't think he should support that. He ain't nothing about him. His wife. He need divorce, baby. She need divorce. He need divorce. Yeah. Right. So there it is. A lot of brothers were out here stomping for this system. Well, <laughs> Could y'all hear that? By the way, hold on. Maybe y'all, I don't know if y'all can hear that. Hold on. Let me play that again. Hold on. Y'all might not know. Let me play that again. Hold on. 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 In Russia, we hope that she comes home soon and everybody's doing their part to get her home. That's what's up. Uh, all right. All right. I'm glad they didn't abuse her. All right. I have the audio well, kind of janky voice. She has a lot of shit to say. Like I said, she's never been pro black. A lot of problems. Problems. Wild rapper, and and you know, I don't wild the list. They want to sit up here and try to play this gender. Well. Oh, yeah. yeah.
they try to me. partition all black women to okay. make it seem like, yeah, black women, you have a camaraderie with other white women. So you are a woman first and black second. Yeah, that's so it. we have Backwards to corner you off, corner you off and, black and talk about women issues because you have the sister what girl in the struggle. No, no, there's no sister girl struggle with the dominant society of black women. All of these women are against you and they use you as pawns. The only relationship these white women and other women in the dominant society want to have is a mammy, um, slave mistress type of relationship. Understand? For example, the, the woman you see over there almost to the second to the far left, that's Latasha Brown. And we've been on her bumper for some years, and she goes out here. She runs something called the Collard Green Caucus. Oh, yeah, I bet you that's that. I've talked about her before. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating. That's where she goes oh, out wow. to get people to vote by making collard greens. The they give out collard greens. This is literally her tweet. I'm not exaggerating. The Collard Green Caucus happens today in 30 counties throughout Georgia. Come get your fresh greens, your black eyed peas, and your cornbread so they, well, they give people cornbread and plantation giblets to get you to vote this is what i'm talking about the collard green caucus man That's this is these are your tangibles right here these are the tangibles they want you to have collard greens and black eyed peas you, you dig this is what they think of you this is the black girl magic right here Call it Green Caucus, early vote watch party. This we'll is plantation stuff, uh, guys. We'll vote up yeah. A fresh collard greens, yeah, yeah, black eyed yeah. peas, and cornbread yeah. giveaway. Come on and vote. Now, she has me blocked because I called her out for this plantation ass nonsense. This is why these folks don't like me because I called this stuff out. We're out here trying to get black folks some money. They're trying to shut me up because they want to get y'all some collard greens. You understand? Mm. That's pathetic. It's like a comedy skit if it, if it weren't real. It's like a comedy skit. So, yeah, this is who they're trying to big up and, and trying to legitimize. See, they're trying to legitimize her. Oh, look, her, she was part of helping getting Britney Griner released. No, she wasn't. This woman runs around no, with plantations no, no, that's like the uh, trying to get people to vote. To the Russian government vote. was not tripping on her. All right? She had no clout with the Russian government. Good Lord. But family, this is why these people have a problem with me. All the, if you look at the picture, half the people on here can't stand me because they're white paymasters tell them I'm the enemy because y'all not going to finesse people into voting for no goddamn collard greens. We got black people out here suffering. We got black people who are homeless. We have black people who are getting, our children are being abused in schools. I want our people to get tangibles, and I'm stumping hard to get tangibles, money, checks for our black family, our foundational yeah, black American yeah, family. Yeah. I'm, I'm unapologetic about yeah, that. Yeah. We have to get it. I don't care about the goddamn attacks. Yeah, the box. Our folks need that paper. That's one of the burn box. Speaking of attacks on our kids, 
I'm gonna play a little clip of this video. It was a black girl who was in school at Winston Salem State University. She had an HBCU. And there's a non-black teacher in there. Hold on, what's the teacher's name? Oh, this is a white Hispanic teacher, Villa Villa Gomez. The teacher's name, from what I understand, is Cynthia Villa Gomez. All right. I think this is the teacher's name. This is what they're saying. I want y'all to look at this. So they call the police because the black girl think got into an argument with the teacher. Well, what does it say? The professor of Winston Salem State University had one of her students arrested for the simple fact she wouldn't apologize to. Her. All right. Now let's, they got the cops in here gaffling this little black girl up. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get the volume. And she paid to go to college to be treated like that. That's some real bullshit. Some bullshit that teacher needs to be fired. In the police officer, and that's the stupid, the, 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 the fucking school need to be sued too for that. How they let that go down? The school I, should even I let I that sue go that down. bitch and I sue that school. Exactly. Okay, all right. Mm-mm. All right, so that's enough of that. I'm glad that they had cameras to, 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 to uh, right? video that. Because that's the black brown coalition. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what they say. Pull your cameras off the tape. Just do it. All right. That is the black brown coalition. It wasn't for camera. So, yeah, the black girl didn't apologize. So then they called the cops on her. Who said she was Asian? Who said it was Asian? I would care if she was Asian or not. So there's that coalition thing right there, guys. How is that working out? See, we're on our own, family, and that's okay. So we're I on our get own. arrested for that? We as foundational black right. Americans and by proxy black people. It's getting like that, Foundational babe. black Americans. I'm telling you, we don't have to tear this motherfucker up to get some fucking respect. These motherfuckers we are, are on our own. Like Laz said, start killing these motherfuckers. We are on our own, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Don't have to start killing these teachers, judges, cops, DAs, assistant DAs, all of them. It's all fair game. It's pulling up shit. We need to go to another level. White supremacy hits them and anti-black racism hits them. We have to teach them. No, the pulling up in the protest ain't working. We need to go another route. Maybe like how the cartel handle problematic people in in Mexico. Yeah, everybody go for a ride. Everybody in that family go for a ride. The FBA Expo in May. I mean, it's getting worse. I've told you, just like my grandma said. Marjorie she's like, I'm afraid it's going back. And that shit hurts coming from her. Listen, because she's lived through it. And she's saying that the shit is going backwards. 
this time, like naturally, as you said, you got to start covertly tearing this motherfucker up. Very emotional. It's a natural thing, especially when you're accused of doing something. Like that. It's very, very emotional. I mean, that's what it is. So I want us to get into a position where uh, we teach our children to not have to uh, go that route. Uh, teach our children not to go that route. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Um, speaking of Atlanta, we talked about Atlanta earlier. Did y'all see the video of these nurses down at Emory Healthcare Hospital in Atlanta? They did a video talking about their aches, meaning their qualms. And they were talking about what they don't like about these birthday mothers and the stuff they don't like. Now these women ended up getting fired, but this 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 is bringing on a greater conversation. Many of these women were uh, black women talking about black women, so a lot of people felt a certain way about that because these people they work in the, the labor in the, the, the delivery room, and you have black women who come in there, and black women are already marginalized in the health and medical field. So when sisters go to the hospital when they see other sisters that's supposed to be a a, a sign of comfort and relief that this person say? you know kind of has a listen to what they were saying it's, and they ended up getting fired for, for some these are black nurses oh, hold on, turn the shit up nigga. Yeah, and black nurses talking about black folks they got fired I think it's when you ask me another egg when you're going room to room between one baby mama and your other baby mama oh, it's the unloving attracts of the nurses you know, I think they so yeah they're the hospital talking about their they're talking about their hips and my hip is their ass has got fired they got fired and Emory put out a release. They released a statement like, oh my God, yeah, you don't rock with them. And, you know, yeah, hold on a second. Did the white bitch get fired? That's what I asked. Did the white bitch get fired? And then not only that, though, why are you out in your own community? Why are you like kicking the white folks? Why are you just black folks? They were sitting up here talking like this. People like, oh, wait a minute. And you know they're talking about black women. They thought that, okay, yeah, we're talking right. about basically yeah, like we're talking about these undergrads and all of that. But no, you're you're supposed to be a professional. This is not a good look. And also the hospital, they're like, hey, wait a minute, y'all think you're talking that shit? We're gonna be on the hook for this. And then you on duty. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the clock. these patients, they see this video, somebody who's a patient at this hospital, and they see the nurses talking like this. They're like, hey, wait a minute. Um yeah. Now, that ain't right. No, we might get sued. And by the way, are these women even FBA in this thing? Because I'm looking at some of these foreheads. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at some of these people right here. I'm, this woman don't really look FBA. I don't know. 
Because y'all know in these hospitals, they get a lot of non MDAs to work in these hospitals. Yeah, she's, she's all right. Yeah, that's a tough one. They got a lot day. of non-FBAs to work in these hospitals, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think these women are FBA. Yeah, that, that forehead right there is saying something a little different. I'm, I'm, it's giving Joe off, right? Am I tripping? This hair is, is, is kind of giving Joe off. If we're going to be real. Yeah, now, right here, that woman... I don't really look FBA. Hold on, let me look at the edges there. Right there. Yeah, the, the edges, the struggle edges, the, the forehead down. No. That don't really look FBA right there. I'm, I, I'm, I smell some bammy. Yeah, them braids ain't FBA. The braids were janky like the braids I had. Y'all you know, see the picture of the janky braids? That day I had the janky braids. It looked like them janky braids I had that was put in my head by a non-FBA. When you see janky braids like that, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at bloodlines. I'm looking at background. I was just gonna say what the queen said. Yeah, you I know what she's gonna say. Those look like the same bullshit ugly ass braids that I had in my hair for a few hours. Come on. I smell baby. I smell something right. Come on. Well, I wonder what her last name is. You did? Yeah. Atlanta has a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Caribbeans working in the hospitals down here in um, Atlanta. Somebody said they were African and Caribbean. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling an FBA vibe here, but they're here talking about foundational black Americans. That's something that non-FBAs would do. That's something that they would do. I'm, I'm getting Dominican. I'm getting, I'm getting Dominican from now. I, I smell Goya. I smell Goya. What am I getting with this? I don't, I don't, I don't, it's I don't a spice, babe. Yeah, I noticed they got a brand yeah. new food car that's here. And they sell. Yeah, and like truth be told, yeah, that doesn't look like an oh, yeah, everyday woman right here. Like that. That shit nasty. Yeah, and somebody in the chat room made a very good comment, uh, a very real comment. A lot of FBA women, they wouldn't make a video like that. Who work it because they know. They already know. They're like, I ain't about to say nothing janky and mess up my money like this. No, but FBA, FBA women wouldn't really make videos like that. They know to be low key. They ain't trying to, you know, do stuff like that on the job. Yeah, she might. Somebody said she might be Filipino. Yeah. Yeah, but she might be Trinidadian. I'm getting some non-FBA vibes here. So yeah, they're sitting up at this hospital, making these disparaging remarks about foundational Black American women and men, with their white co-workers. You see. They're sitting up there with the white co-worker. Don't forget the white co-worker that was there who they were really showing out for. I, think, I wish I could see those names. I wish I could zoom in on the names to see what the names say. I really wish I could zoom in on the names. But yeah, they were showing out for her, basically. They were showing out with her for her, sitting up here trying to disparage foundational black Americans coming in there. You did. 
So yeah, glad they got fired doing that. People get mad at us for calling this nonsense out. See, we gotta understand, black folks go to these hospitals thinking, okay, if I see another black face, I'm gonna be safe. But you gotta understand, what if these people are non-FBA? You got some of these non-FBA people working in these hospitals who are just as psychotic as some of the white supremacists. So we gotta be very careful about that. You gotta watch people, just because folks are black, man, that don't mean they're on the team. We gotta be very cognizant of that, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of that, speaking of somebody who's black and ain't on the team, man, did y'all see Robert, Robert Griffin, what's his name, Robert Griffin? That's his name? RG, what's his, what's his name? RG3? Did y'all see him, this Sambo? He was on air and he referred to his fellow black players as Jigaboos. Hold on. Yeah, I saw that Listen shit. Listen to this. Hold on. Listen to Rob. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those Jigaboos wrong. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those Jigaboos wrong. Wow. They got at him about that. I think he didn't he have to apologize. No fucking apology. Fire apologize that motherfucker. That, that what the fuck? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. He needs to be tarred and feathered. Now, this guy right here, we've been calling his Samboisms out for a long time. This is this is a picture I posted of him. This was from 2018. Where is he from, by the way? He's the kind of dude that goes around saying hidden colors is inaccurate and Tariqa's a race painter. This was in 2018. You can see it in this dude's eye. You did? He's in coon heaven with this white woman right here. And family, where's this dude from with his hairstyle? With your shit, is this janky? What's his background, guys? You can tell he don't hang with other black people. RG3, where is this dude's family from, man? With, with this janky hairline? Where is this dude's family from, guys? Where is his family from? Because he, he wasn't really hanging around no black people around this time. Yeah? He's from Texas. He's a military kid. But yeah, he yeah, I don't, he wasn't hanging around too many black folks rocking like this. He wasn't really rocking with too many black folks. Because we wouldn't let him go out the house like this. Or Texas don't want to claim him, basically. Yeah, Texas don't want to claim him. They're like, yeah, he from Texas, but he ain't from Texas, Texas. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't want to do it to Texas. I love Texas. Texas was like, no, nigga, no, don't give him to us. Don't give him to us. He's from... He's from a military family. He was born in Japan. All right. Lord. So, again, these guys get on these sports channels and start buck dancing it up, by the way, guys. They start bucking them eyes and buck dancing it up. Um, now, you know, we talked about reparations earlier. Um, did y'all see, let me play this clip again, the suspected white supremacists over there in the UK talking about our reparations because again we're pushing the, the needle when it comes to reparations we're getting stuff done 
We're getting the conversation going in a direction that it needs to go in. And I want y'all to hear this suspected white supremacist from the UK. This is on the Australian news channel. They're talking breezy about our reparations. And listen to one of his little undermining schemes that he has. He has a scheme <laughs> if we did reparations. Hold on. Listen to this right here. I'm going to set up a totally crock business certifying people to pretend that they are actually the descendants of slaves so they can all get $200,000. Mm-hmm. 